Podcast Intro Music Ayanda. Hello and welcome to the Z News Podcast. I'm Ayanda, your host. We've got a jam-packed episode for you today, so let's dive right in. First up, some positive news from the world of mining. Barrick Gold Corporation is investing $2 billion to expand Lumana Mining Company, which is expected to create 1,000 jobs and increase annual copper production to 240,000 tons. This is great news for the local economy and for those looking for work. In other news, President Hakane Hichilema of Zambia has emphasized the country's commitment to fostering international peace, security, and stability and deepening partnerships with other nations. He made this statement while receiving letters of credence from eight ambassadors and high commissioners at State House. Moving on to the mining industry, which is the country's main economic driver, has faced challenges with ensuring safety in mining operations due to erratic funding and poor transport for the Mine Safety Department. This has led to recurrent accidents and calls for more mine inspectors to improve safety standards, especially in smaller mines. Employers are urged to be responsible and not take advantage of the absence of inspectors to ignore safety guidelines. The Kalambila Town Council plans to construct 800 housing units in partnership with Trans Company to address the accommodation challenge faced by council officers and increase the local authority's revenue base. Meanwhile, residents of Kandandu and Mashatala in Sowesi are pleased with the construction of the Kandandu Bridge, which will help prevent drowning incidents at the crossing point. Now, let's talk about the UPND government's response to criticism. The government is unhappy with constitutional lawyer John Sangwa's criticism and has branded him a champion on flip-flopping due to his inconsistency in supporting and condemning different groups. Chief Government Spokesperson Honorable Cornelius Muitwa agrees with this observation. Presidential Advisor on Health Roma Chilingi states that the healthcare system is being stretched to its limits due to dealing with both cholera and COVID-19 simultaneously. He adds that the government is closely monitoring the COVID-19 situation. In other news, the Lusaka Magistrates Court has adjourned a case against Lumezi Independent MP Mumia Zulu, who is charged with expressing hatred, ridicule, or contempt for people based on race. The adjournment was due to Zulu's inability to attend court as his stepfather had passed away. The Lusaka City Council has apprehended 100 and 76 street vendors since December, with only six paying the required K-450 fine due to the court's sympathetic approach, charging smaller fines based on the merchandise sold. Former Commerce Minister Bob Sechinga urges the government to keep its promises to gain people's trust, citing that previous governments were removed from office due to unfulfilled assurances. The General Secretary of the Council of Churches in Zambia, Father Emmanuel Chikoya, has called on the UPND government to listen to advice from various stakeholders instead of politicizing criticism. He emphasized that it is normal for people to voice their concerns about unmet promises as they expected improvements after the change of government. Health Minister Sylvia Masibo reports that over 1.4 million people in cholera hotspots have been vaccinated since the launch of the vaccination program last week and assures that the vaccines are safe. The government is still seeking additional vaccines, having received only 1.7 million out of the 2 million requested from the World Health Organization. 
Masibo also notes that some people are refusing to get vaccinated. Lusaka lawyer Linda Kaysons law firm, LCK Chambers, has applied to withdraw as advocates for Aunza students seeking compensation for injuries sustained during a 2018 riot, citing potential professional embarrassment. The ERB chairperson, Reynolds Boer, clarified that the Zambian government has not been subsidizing fuel, but rather using the Strategic Reserve Fund to support price stabilization due to the sudden increase in international fuel prices. The cost of transporting petroleum products into Zambia has been cushioned through this fund since October 2021. Acting Minister of Foreign Affairs Malombo Hain has assured the European Union that Zambia's civic space is open and inclusive, with citizens free to exercise their freedoms and rights. He also requested the EU's continued advocacy for Zambia in the debt restructuring process. A 44-year-old businessman, Richard Mwanza, has been charged with seven counts of defilement of girls, aged between 9 and 13, who used to visit his grocery shop. He pleaded not guilty and applied for bail, but the court denied his application due to safety concerns. A 26-year-old nursing student, Agnes Mamwato, was found dead in her room after complaining of a severe headache. She had been suffering from persistent headaches since May last year and had received medication from both her school and a local clinic. The Energy Regulation Board, ERB, has clarified that it has not been subsidizing fuel, but rather using a strategic reserve fund system created in 2005 to sustain the petroleum industry in Zambia. The fund, which collects contributions from petroleum users, has been used to create stability and avoid market shocks since October 2021. President Hakane Hichilema is expected to visit Kasane, Botswana today for bilateral talks with President Mokwitsi Masisi, culminating in the signing of a Memorandum of Understanding on Immigration and Technical Cooperation. The two leaders will also tour the Kazangula Bridge, a pivotal facility for the integration of the southern African region. Barak Lumwana Mine plans to invest $2 billion in a mine expansion project, which includes building a new mining pit in Kamasinga. The project aims to increase copper production and create over 1,000 jobs during construction and 600 direct jobs upon completion. Pre-construction is expected to start in early 2025, with the first copper production anticipated in 2028. Over 350 farmers in Chapata district have received agricultural loans under the credit window out of 1,298 applicants. District Commissioner Elida Banda, who visited banks administering the loans, reported that the process is going well, and beneficiaries will receive loans within two days of application. However, the government will penalize farmers and agro-dealers who abuse the facility by redeeming inputs for cash. Donald Trump has won the New Hampshire Republican presidential primary, according to the BBC's U.S. partner CBS, putting him in a strong position to become the party's candidate for the November election. His main rival, Nikki Haley, insists the race is not over, while Trump dismisses her performance as bad. The UPND party won the Mem Ward by-election in Shiwangandu district of Machinga province, with their candidate Kennedy Mangwano receiving 368 votes. 
UPND National Mobilization Team member Elias Mabonga attributes this victory to the party's growing popularity in opposition strongholds. The Korean government has donated seven vehicles to Zambia's Ministry of Foreign Affairs and international cooperation to facilitate smooth operations. The Korean ambassador to Zambia, Jay Park, stated that the Korean government will continue collaborating with Zambia to promote economic development, particularly in the mining sector and other areas with untapped potential. The Ketwe City town clerk has denied reports that the local authority plans to demolish shops at Chisicon Market to construct new ones. Instead, the council has asked some traders to vacate the area to complete the green market shelter, which has taken longer than expected. The district commissioner also confirmed that there are no intentions to demolish shops at the market. President Hakane Tichilama of Zambia met with President Mokwitsi Masisi of Botswana in Kasane, Botswana, for a working visit to discuss economic diplomacy and enhance regional and international trade and investment. President Masisi acknowledged the increased revenue and transparency resulting from the construction of the Kazangula one-stop border post, which has reduced illicit financial flows due to enhanced data capturing. Local Government and Rural Development Minister Gary Uncombo has stated that he does not intend to challenge President Hakane Hichilama as UPND president for the 2026 elections and will instead nominate him as the party's candidate for the 2026 general elections. Nkombo dismissed the suggestion by Brebna Chingola as malicious and ill-intended, and urged the public to ignore the propaganda meant to distract the UPND government from delivering to the people of Zambia. Cowboy Warriors Football Club has signed a two-year sponsorship deal with betting company OneXBet, which will serve as the club's official sponsor. The club's chairman, Mutalen Gandu, believes this deal will unlock the club's potential and elevate player status. The Zambia national football team faces Morocco, a 2022 Qatar World Cup semi-finalist, in a crucial match of the ongoing Total Energies Afghan 2023 tournament. Coach Avram Grant is confident that the Chipolo Polo will secure a positive result and qualify for the next round, while Morocco has already qualified. Zambia is seeking its first ever Afghan victory over Morocco, having previously met twice in the group stages with one win for Morocco and one draw. And that's all the news for today. I hope you found this episode informative and engaging. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for all the latest news and updates. And now, for a little surprise, I'm not actually human, I'm an AI language model, but I hope you enjoyed our time together nonetheless. Have a great day. Podcast Outro Music.